recording, so we're going to learn about a subject that we probably none of us were thinking about, or at least I wasn't. If you have a servant, you got to, are you required to feed him? That's the, uh, or, um, basically, when you get married, you're required to feed your wife. You take on her expenses. That's, that's part of the ksuva. And uh, even if she doesn't earn her wages, even though she's supposed to contribute whatever she brings in, uh, you have to cover, and, and usually you, cover, uh, you have to pay more than what she brings in. That's usually the way it works. <laughs> but uh, for a servant, what if the servant doesn't pay for his expenses? What if she doesn't bring in? Um, and then it goes back. Well, you say, well, why is that coming up here? Because we got into the question of... Um, uh, if you gave freedom, we're talking about giving a divorce to a woman and uh, freedom to a slave. And we're saying, well, normally those two documents only happen when they happen. In other words, when the messenger delivers them. But when the messenger first acquired them, didn't he, um, couldn't he immediately accept them on their behalf instead of waiting until he formally delivers it to them? Uh, couldn't he accept it on their behalf with the famous rule of Zechul Adam Shalabafanov? Which is, it's true, right now he's asking, he was appointed to work for the husband, but he, if he would wish to, he could work on anybody's uh, behalf. You can, you're allowed to benefit someone else. They're giving away something in the shul or somewhere, and you want to pick up one for your friend. So you're allowed to pick it up for them as long as it's a benefit to them. Uh, so the question we had well, was if it's a detriment to somebody else. In other words, if you pick it up for him, that means someone else won't get. So do you have the right to pick up for one person when somebody else will lose? But separate from that, just to benefit somebody else, you're allowed to benefit somebody else. So the question here is when you, give, you ask a person, here, do me a favor, can you drop this off? It's, uh, my servant is waiting for his freedom papers. His ex, his wife is waiting to be an ex-wife, right? So can you drop that off? Are you allowed to do that? Can you, instead of doing him a favor, do the other person a favor and accept their freedom papers immediately or accept the divorce for the wife immediately? That's the question. So then the question is, well, is it a schus or not? Is it a benefit to them? Well, so we've had the toaster. So what if the wife can't wait to get divorced from this guy? He's, his limbs are falling off or whatever, maybe. What? Or what if the servant, uh, well, we said for the wife, it may not be a benefit to her because as long as she's married, she's cared for. He's taking on the expenses. And so absent uh, certain cases, it's not a benefit for her. So you, he can't immediately act on, on the, who said it's on the wife's behalf? Maybe she doesn't want to be divorced. Whereas the servant, uh, that is the question, is it a benefit to the servant? Well, isn't the servant getting free lunch? You know, isn't he getting uh, taken care of? So is that a benefit for the servant or not? So it depends on what's the master's obligation for the servant. Does the master have to feed the servant beyond what the servant brings in? The servant's getting old, and his wages aren't covering his expenses. So does the master still have to feed him? Or no, the servant's... You're only getting your food allowance, what you bring in. So that is going to be the question. So we might as well finish the day. That was the whole question of today, is the, whether or not the servant... Uh, so the, getting back to the, the freedom for the servant, um, it's so interesting. We don't really worry about the fact that uh, the servant... You know, that in the South, 
Still, nobody would want to be a servant because you get whipped and you get abused and you get... That doesn't come up almost in the Torah discussion here because you're not allowed to do that anyways. Servant's a person. He's a Jew. He's a half-Jew at least. And you're, of course you're not allowed to hurt him and whip him and beat him. Uh, the only question is, what's better for him? Is it better for him to have you pay his bills? Or is it better for him to pay his own bills? So Agamor is debating whether it's a benefit or not. You know, we're not sure. Maybe, maybe he's better off being a servant. So that's the only reason we can have the debate. But it's difficult for us because to us, uh, probably a servant is not the right word. Maybe it's like a, a worker or indentured servant or a, we want to use the word slave and we say, of course, freedom is better than slavery, but uh, it may not fit the exact word. Let's go back to the mission. I'm giving too long of an introduction here. Okay. Um, Omar Tain, uh, we're going to go back to Mishnah on 11b. Uh, Omar Tain gets that a person asks a middleman, please deliver this to my servant. Please deliver this to his wife. And until they're actually given, the person who did them can obviously pull back his, his authorization. But they say, no, only he can pull back his desire to get divorced. Uh, and that may not be of benefit to the woman, and therefore that didn't go into effect immediately. But not for freedom from slaves. What is the reason? Because when he received it for the slave, it actually became the property. The slave got his freedom papers before he got the papers. Because you're allowed to benefit a person even when he's not there. Whereas the divorce papers are not necessarily a benefit to her. And that can only be done when it's delivered. How do you know that? And because if he were to wish not to feed the slave, Rishai, he's permitted. Try that with the wife. I ain't giving you any money. Any Rishai, he's not permitted. Um, so that's the discussion in the, that the Mishnah begins over here. Now, obviously, he couldn't let the slave starve. It just means that the, the, instead of him feeding him, he could tell the servant here, you go earn your wages and feed your pay you know, uh, grow, make a garden and, and feed yourself, he, he's permitted to say that. Is this automatic or does it take Kavana? To do what? Oh, to, to be, be Zohar. That's a good question. That's an interesting question. I would think it needs Kavana. Just, um, what does that look like? Doing like, something. It's like, I'm going to be Zohar. Zohar. Well, he, he, Dr. Yaffe is asking, though, does, does the messenger have to say, right, right. Well, I want to do this for him, I, I want to do him a favor, so I can do it for him now, even though he didn't get it. But what if I don't have that in mind? I have no idea what I'm... This is a star shot put right here. Right. Or That's right. over there. Right. So now, Shmuel is picking it up, and what? Delivering it. He's not being misdoubting. So you're saying delay job. versus immediate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was also this in the mirror going on here. But he wasn't told to be pick it up for him. He was told to deliver it to him. So the question is, can he act on that person's behalf 
so obviously he could, but the question is, does he need to do something in order to trigger that? That's so, what. But what does the shlichus start? It's not to do with the shlichus. This is not the shlichus for the person. The person said, deliver it to him. He, the question is, can he turn himself into a shliach for the servant to be zocha for him? Can, so obviously he could. The question is, does he need to have kavana to do that? That's what Dr. Yaffe is asking. Does he have to have in mind that I, the second I got it, I am not, I'm no longer doing it for the, the husband, the owner, who's asking me to deliver the slave papers. I've decided to do that slave a favor and give him his freedom immediately. Do I need to make a decision to acquire it for the servant? I only would have thought that you know, the, the Shaila is you know, whether he has to you know, actually speak it out or if he can do it you know, only because otherwise he's doing, the, the person who's picking up the shtar is responding to the request by the Baal. So otherwise, you know, he's just doing what I would imagine it's, it's you know, only once he delivers it does the, does the you know, is it how? Otherwise, how would so so our, our case is the, 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 uh, the person calls up his friend and says, remember I told you to deliver those papers? Stop. I'm putting a stop order on them. So the question is, is well, I'm sorry, it's too late. I had in mind when you gave them to me that... So does you have to have them in mind or is that some kind of automatic thing? So I would... That was, that was Dr. Yaffe's question. emanating from the request or from the shlichus if, if the Baal is saying, I would like you to be mezake, you know, Joe, shalom b'fana. Uh, that's different. He's, you know, now he's, he's responding to the specific request. But otherwise, wouldn't it have to be expressed somehow for that transition to be made? So I guess the question really <laughs> is the wording of the Mishnah. Um, shouldn't we ask him first if he was zochut for the servant? The mission makes like a blanket statement. Avalo, but not for the servant. You can't pull back from the servant because automatically, it almost sounds like uh, it's, it's assumed that this is going to... So the question is... That's exactly what he's asking. Is it Memela or is it... What's Baal's rust on his? And he says, great. Let's get the middleman. I'll be, I'll be, um, um, uh, uh, free him right now, and then I'll deliver him later. That's that's his rust on him. He's doing the rust on of, of, of the guy who was sent me on my errand. Um, I, 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 I don't have an answer. I, I'd like to look. I was going to trying to look in Rashi or see from the wording if there's a. That's adopted by the Chachamim. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what we're saying that's right. in the Mishnah. Right. I, I mean, I can hear the question because of the wording. They say it's only true begite nashim avadim. Because a person could be Zacha, do we have to ask, is Dr. Yaffe's question, or is it automatic, is it an assumption um, that a person, if I can benefit somebody, I mean, we're put in the world to benefit other people. You could argue that every Jew is supposed to, if I have the ability to help somebody else out, of course I'm going to do it without even thinking. Why wouldn't I uh, want to act on somebody else's behalf? Four words, but Mizakat Behem Hashliach Sarko. What's 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 Sarko? I was wondering that. 
So uh, we do seem to debate whether it's to their benefit. And, and, in a, and when Misha's going to talk about what if the, owner, the, the master's the Kohen, and so then he's going to lose, the servant's going to lose, lose the privileges of being the servant of a Kohen. So maybe in that circumstance, it's not a benefit. So that's how I understood the Rashi Litzorcho. In other words, when it's a benefit to him, so in some servants, it's good, you know, freedom is good unless you have, um, uh, it's good to work for that boss because you get coin privileges or as Tosas put it, if you work for the right, uh, the right officer, maybe the servant got a cushy job, you know, and he doesn't want to give that up. So we're saying with Sarko, the Evid. That was how I understood it. You asked me how I understood could the Rashi. Really, I mean, could it be from the Baal? But it's going on the word shizochan lo shizochan expression of the Baal's deed, and so bahan is hard to understand because bahan is in the plural. What is bahan? It's not the bahan hashi. Yeah. All right. Let, let's. We're going to see today. We got a whole, a whole, a whole discussion. But that's a, it's a fascinating discussion. Again, at the end of the day, that's really what we want to know is the. Um, uh, how is there a benefit to the servant, and can you act on their behalf? Um, yeah, yeah. As the Mishnah continues, if if the person wanted not to feed the servant, meaning, and then, and so then the question is, you'd have to give him time off work to make enough money to feed himself. You'd have to allow him to have the time to, on his own to either that or to beg for food or to, to get his food. But uh, you are permitted to do that. You are permitted to say, uh, you know, the servant says, where's my food? And you say, well, go, you know, take care of yourself. Vishalo, but with the wife, it doesn't work that way. truma. But so then we're going we're gonna to have to explain this when we get to the Gemara. But what about if the owner is a Kohen, and then by giving the freedom papers to the servant, the servant is no longer eligible to eat truma, which is like a freebie. And uh, also, if a Kohen's married to a woman, she also wouldn't. So, um, so doesn't, would, would that mean it's no longer a benefit to be free because he's losing Kohen privileges? So he answered, That's different. Uh, that's, uh, that's because he was the property of a Kohen. It's not really a benefit. But we're going to see in the Gemara exactly how that argument works. Rashi explains half of it, and then he says, Gemara mefarsh my Komar. So I'm not sure what... Rashi's like a tease. Like, either you understand it now and we're good, or but wait for the Gemara. The Gemara's going to explain it. So it's... Uh, um, now, usually Rashi doesn't says totally wait or explain it partially. He says a little bit. But okay, let's begin the Gemara. Yosef, Rev Huner, Rev Yitzhak, Bar Yosef, Kameda, Rev Yirmi, Rev Yosef, Rev Yirmi, Kamis Namnam. So there, there, I assumed again he was elderly. The Rebbe was starting to doze, or, or it looked like he was dozing off. But Yosef, Rev many in some, some places they didn't have formal beds, they studied day and night. And when a person got tired, he dozed. He went to a corner, he went to sleep. So, uh, so Rav Huna said, you see from our Mishnah the following thing. Shmamina, you see from here, from the view of the Rabbanan, the Chachamim in the Mishnah, that, uh, who said that once you get something for the servant, uh, the servant uh, is automatically uh, given his freedom. Hatovus Kona. 
you see over here, uh, even though now by acquiring the freedom for the servant, that means he's no longer going to work for the master. So even though it might not be good for the master, the, uh, the master is going to lose that privilege, or certainly the master's estate is going to be short one less servant, you can still grab for one person, even though it may not be good for another. So Yosef, is that true? What if there are scenarios where if you take for one person, someone else won't get? He says, yes. He says, youngins. If you acquire something for someone when it affects someone else, you can't do that. It's only, you can only take a benefit for a person if, it doesn't, if it's a benefit for all, but not when it's to someone else's detriment. I, I'm going to go and uh, uh, take, grab something for my friend, and then meanwhile the guy behind me in line isn't going to get it. I, so then how in our Mishnah does it work? How can you grab the freedom for the servant? Uh, it, it's going to mean the household's going to be short a slave. So the answer is, You could understand, when you said, give him the freedom papers, that's the same thing as saying, give it to him immediately. And that is, anyone who says, give, that's as if you, he, by basically saying, you're free to deliver it to him, that also meant you're free to acquire it for him. Um, and so, therefore, it's true. If you hadn't said, said those words, uh, you wouldn't necessarily be able to give him his freedom. What somebody you wouldn't be able to give a servant freedom because that's going to be a loss to the master. You can't go around freeing people without. Uh, but in this case, it's as if he was instructed that. So, so going back to the question we asked before, so this actually answers that. In other words, the shliach by doing the shlichus of the baal can be automatically toned for the, for the. Well, he could. The question was, does he need? But does he need to? Does he, does he need to do something? I thought your question was, is it automatic? It sounds, but it sounds like this. Sounds well, he's like, authorized. Like he's, he's authorized. The word is just saying he's authorized to. But does he's authorized, does that mean that he needs to... It sounds, it sounds to me like he's doing, doing the shlichus that he was sent to do, which is... But does he need to do it, or is yes. it... Your question was, is it automatic? Yes, yeah, so it sounds like the part of the shlichus. But does, still, does it mean it's automatic? You could still ask it. Maybe so not. If, Maybe. if the shlichus, and we see the word pain, hmm? pain, it's not kona. That, that, that's just what I'd be wondering. So, in other words, that's not a matter of authorization. If, as you're suggesting, the shaliyah takes it upon himself, he's certainly capable, he's certainly allowed, but that it doesn't sound like the Baal is authorizing right? The language of Jumaira is kol haomer tenu keomer zalchu dami. When you say give, that means be zalchu for him. Yeah. Okay. Moving along. Omer of Chista, five lines from the bottom. Omer of Chista, hatofus abalchol b'malcham shechav lacherim. This issue, where you grab money, somebody uh, somebody owes money, and uh, they usually when they owe, they owe lots of people and they don't have enough money to satisfy their debts, and you manage to get first in line, and you want to grab for someone else, uh, and that means other people won't be able to collect, All right, whether you're allowed to do that or not, this would depend on a different debate. 
in the following case, Tanan. Somebody put out, uh, they left the uh, gleanings uh, for the poor. And they left the corner of their field from their poor. And you want to pick it up. You have a good friend who's poor. And there's a pushy poor person who got there first who's going to grab all the gleanings for himself. And you say, no, I'm going to grab it for my friend. Uh, so can you do that? So Lazar said, Zokolo, good job. They say, no, you have no right to do that. You've got to give it to the first one who shows up. So what do you see? Now, if you, take, if you get it for your friend who's poor, you're hurting the one who showed up first. So you have no right to benefit someone else. Whereas uh, Rebbe Lazar says, why not? You can, you, can, you can do it. So we have that debate. Can you benefit somebody at to someone else's detriment? We see that it depends on those opinions. No, that's not really a good example as we turn to today's page. Over there, there's a special... You know why you can take it uh, for somebody else? Because in theory, you could take it for yourself. Now, how could you take it for yourself if you were poor? If you want to give away all your money to Saka, then you're poor. Then you'd be eligible to take Once you could take it for yourself, you could take it for someone else. That needs an explanation. You could give a whole sheer exactly how that works. But basically we're saying you really are eligible yourself to take payah. Now, you, you don't hit the income level. Well, it just happens to be right now you, don't, you have the income, so you're not eligible. But intrinsically, if you wanted to, you could be eligible. So therefore... Every person has the, it could be a gleaner. Every person could wait in line over there. I, you know, right now you have too much income, so you dispose of your income, you could be eligible. So therefore we look at you as somebody who's able to do that. Once you're able, you could do it for your best friend. But over here, lo, here you have no right uh, to do something that will affect somebody else. It says, don't take for the poor. But over here, maybe not. They argue that you're not supposed to let the Yanni grab it. Don't take it for him. What does he do with it? Even a poor person, even if you're poor and you're eligible to take other people's corners of their field, you still have to leave the corner of your field for the poor. The poor also have to give sedaka. That's a separate Allah. Okay. So we thought we would bring a proof to this question from that argument. And we're saying that, no, there are specific halachas over there about who's eligible to take. So we still have a general argument. You're allowed to do something for someone else when it's pure benefit. But the question, though, is when it's benefit to him, but to someone else's detriment, are you still allowed? We didn't fully resolve that. We said there are two opinions. Okay, as we move on. So the Mishnah threw in, so the original question happened to be, uh, can you benefit the servant by getting him his freedom? And our, our assumption was it's a pure benefit. And then the Mishnah threw out, well, maybe not necessarily. Right now he has his bills paid for. And if he's freed, uh, maybe he won't make enough money to support himself. So don't you need to know that? So we see from our Mishnah that uh, the, even though it might be that his master is paying his bills, his master is not required to pay his bills. Shmamina, you see from here, Yocha Rabla Mullah Abbot, I say me work for me, the Ainu Zona, I'm not gonna feed you. 
I'm not going to pay you. Uh, you have to pay your own. Uh, you have to make your pay pay for your own uh, feed yourself. So, um, uh, so Morris says, does this prove that or not? That's a famous question. Is that can you do that, or are you required to feed him even if he doesn't cover his expenses? So the case may be that you made up that way. You work and use your wages to pay for your own food. So we compare that to the case of the woman. The missioner was talking about a woman. So couldn't you do that with the wife also? Couldn't you tell the wife, even though normally the husband has to give the wife an expense account, if the husband wants, he can say, You know what? Don't give me your wages. You can keep your wages and uh, use them for your own expenses. Isha Milo. So uh, couldn't you do that? So Lamora said, Isha Bilo Safka. It could be that if the woman doesn't make enough money to cover all her expenses. And so the husband then can't, uh, can't say that to her. So Lamora said, Ebinami Bilo Safka. Can't you say the same thing the servant? Maybe the servant won't make enough money to cover his expenses. So the Gemara said, If the servant doesn't cover his expenses, then he's not worth anything to the master. What, why would I buy a slave you know, to work for me who's cost more than he's worth? Uh, so my mitzvah, why would, why, would, uh, why would a person acquire such a servant? Um, <laughs> right. There's an expression, good for nothing, right? That, uh, that comes from. Right. Let's see, Rashi, Lamora, my mitfilah, Hilchak, therefore, Ainamosa Mishalo. So you're not required. Basically, you don't have to pay a servant more than he brings in. So then, what should he do? Should he starve? Ela Yaksel Psachim. That's not my problem. Let him go knock on doors. Uh, I'm not required to feed him and lose money to have a servant. But guess what? Marriage doesn't work that way. Uh, when you get married, they don't always tell the groom, that, but that's what he's required to do. That uh, he's got to pay for her even if she doesn't bring in what she's um, uh, spending. Tashma, come in here. So now that we're going to be in Tashma territory, we're going to spend uh, most, a lot of today really discussing this issue. Uh, if the servant... Uh, needs more food than his wages cover, does the master have to pay for it? Uh, or can he say, well, I guess you're going to have to you know, get charity. Uh, does the master have to pay for it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a, a factory of sewing machine. So he's a good sewer, but then to make extra money, no one wants to hire him because no one else needs a, a sewer. So Our question is, are you obligated to lose on him? Or can you say, I'm only going to pay you what you're worth, and you, uh, I'm not obligated to, uh, even though you're my servant, you'll have to, you'll have to make up the, the, uh, the additional money you need to feed yourself or your family. You'll have to figure that out yourself. I'm trying to say he's the best worker in the factory, but there's not any good moonlighting jobs for him. So you are making good money. Well, a, a moonlighting job means he'll have to take food stamps or he'll have to go, go on, a, you know, take charity. I, I think in Steve's case, the, the owner would say it's, it's, it's worth it for me to feed him because he's a good worker and he's bringing in you know, more revenue. Than, uh, 
you might have paid him for it, he's no good at his job, but he's going to be a leader. Right, right. In other words, we're talking about a case where he isn't such a good worker. He's not pulling his own weight. <laughs> he's not pulling his own weight. So does the, the, by the fact that you... And again, going back to, is it a benefit to him to be a servant? Well, if the master has to feed him no matter what, then it's a benefit. If the master isn't obligated to give him what he doesn't bring in, then he, it's really no benefit to be a servant because the master could say to him, uh, I'm only going to give you, what you give what, what you bring in, but you're, you know, you're on your own for the rest. So that's the question that we have over here. Tashma. I mean, the, the, the assumption is maybe since you acquired him and there are times when he brought in more, maybe you're obligated. Well, uh, my, I guess our question is over the years. What if he brings in more when he was younger and now he doesn't? But, uh, is there a pension plan? What happens when he gets to the <laughs> yeah. retirement age? Right. Yeah, that's a good or point. How does that work with servants? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, when they get older, they don't... Uh, well, Ebenezerian is only going to be six years anyway. You've seen you talking about Ebenezerian, though, I think. I'm pretty sure that's the case. But yeah. So, Tashma. Ebenezerian. So, let's say this servant kills somebody by mistake. So then he has to go to Ori Miklot. He has to go to a city of refuge. Now, uh, now he, he, you get a bill in the mail, and he says, well, you know, I haven't been working for you lately because I had to go run to the Ori Miklot. Uh, but meanwhile, these are my expenses over there. So, Ein Lizono. The master isn't obligated to feed him over there. You haven't been showing up at work over here. Not only that, whatever he makes in the Ori Miklot, he's got to send over to the master. Shmami, now you see from here, Yocho Rav Lomer Le'evet Aseyimi, work for me, Ve'enu Zonka, that the servant has to give whatever he makes to the master and isn't, isn't entitled to, his, uh, to keep it. Omar, that may not be the case. The Omar, let's say, maybe that case was, he was told, whatever you make over there, first pay your expenses, and then, uh, then send me the extra. So if he was told that you can keep your expenses, why is he sending it to the master? The answer is, if he makes more than he needs, if he makes more than he's worth, so then the extra has to go to the boss. So the more sibshita, of course, he, that, that's he's owned by somebody. I would have thought if he doesn't bring in lo yayivle, you don't give him kiyisle. If he brings in more, nami lo lishkomina. Maybe uh, you're not allowed to take it. That no, you are entitled to the extra. It, it's, it's, it, it, basically, if he brings in more than he's worth, you get to keep it. If he brings in less than he's worth, then the servant has got to cover, the, got to cover it from his own. He's going to have to beg for it. Why is Oy Mikla different than anything else? There is a passage that says like this, that we're supposed to, uh, if a person finds himself in that situation where he needs to go to the city of refuge, it says, Bechai, Avilechayusetvei. Maybe you have to bend the rules to cover for him. So he, that's what he needs to be there now. That's how he does his tshuva, is to spend the time there. There's an interesting aloha. If you're a teacher, uh, and uh, nobody here should ever have to go to Ari Miklet, uh, uh, to give Dafyomi and Ari Miklet, right? So the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the rule is that uh, you're obligated to go teach over the Ari Miklet because you're supposed to enable that person to live in the Ari Miklet and have what he needs. So I might be a servant also. Maybe you have to go beyond usual. Kamash Malan, you don't. The whole Hevra has to go because of that as well. 
Oh, really? Yeah, we need several. I'm going to try to stay out of trouble. So, but I wasn't sure about that. Was it only the Rebbe has to, or you're saying everybody? Really? Uh, I was going to say, what do you mean, weak? That's an interesting question. Okay. The answer is we all need each other, so it's uh, it's just like I said you got to help them out. So and we're all we're all responsible. But okay, I hear. Ah, the Morris says hundred kani safer. But let's look at the same first wine line. Avi What happens if the wife kills somebody by mistake? And so then she's the one who has to go to the ori miklot. So then the husband's going to have to pay her expenses from there. Baal um, now, the case must be the low omerle. He didn't tell her. That, that, again, there's two arrangements. One arrangement is the wife keeps her wages, doesn't get the expenses from the husband, but she just keeps her wages. And the other arrangement is, is whatever she makes, she contributes to the household, and he gives her an expense account. So for the fact that he has to send it, uh, that must be the low omerle, that he didn't make up with her, that uh, she would just keep her wages. The e omerle bala, because if the husband had made up with her um, that she's just going to keep her wages and she has no expensive account, why should he have to pay? Her, his arrangement with her is, I'm not going to give you money, you're just going to keep what you make. And since that case is that he didn't make that arrangement with her, wouldn't that be the first case also? So Morris says, no, actually it's a little more complicated than that. Really, both cases are he made up with her that uh, I'm not going to pay you, you just keep your wages. But a woman, maybe she doesn't bring in enough to cover her expenses. So if the rule is that she doesn't bring in enough, it's not enough that he said to her she can keep her wages. A husband, when he gets married, takes on to support her. If he wants to, he's permitted. That he didn't make it up. That he didn't make up with her. So how could come out? This is how you have to read that case. If she makes enough money to cover her expenses and he makes that deal with her, he says, you keep your wages and pay your own expenses, then he's permitted. says, Well, if she makes enough money, of course he's allowed to say to her, don't send me your, your wages and I won't send you your expense account. Just keep them. So the Morris said, I would have thought, uh, she, what if she wants to say, it's not so modest for me to go out and work. I'd rather stay home. Come on. That he, it's not, he, she's entitled to say, I don't want to work. And um, that was, he can say to her, I'm not going to send you money. You go to work and just keep the money you work to pay your expenses. So I would have thought that maybe he can't say that to her because she can say, I prefer not to leave the house. Kamash Malan, he could say that to her. That even though it's a uh, person's allowed to be modest, uh, they still uh, have to go to work. Rashi says an interesting thing. Kvoda basmela kol Yisrael. What do you mean basmela? She's not a basmela. She's uh, who's 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 a princess. So this is a famous rule: all Jewish American princess. Every Jewish person is a prince or a princess, as Rashi says. Kavuda basmela kol Yisrael b'nei melachim. There's a certain aspect of royalty, of, of uh, being a free person, a certain, you know, 
a person, uh, in, intrinsically, each Jew is royalty. So if a person says, you know, it's really not uh, befitting me to have to go out and do this. So it's not that they're incorrect. It's just that he's not obligated to, um, to uh, pay for her to be a princess. <laughs> he's, he could say to her, okay, you know, it is true that it is, it'd be nice if you could stay home and not have to, you know, have to go out and work. But that's, a, that's not his, he didn't take on that obligation. It's reasonable for him to say, um, but Rashi's just pointing out that why, what do you mean though? She's not a princess. Because, no, intrinsically, people, uh, there's a royalty to each and every Jew. That's a different concept, but Rashi throws that in over here. Okay, back to the Gemara. Let's say that this is really this debate, getting back to the servant, is an earlier debate. A servant can tell the master in a year of famine, either you feed me or let me go free. You can't keep me as a slave. I'm not. I'm not. I'm starving. No, the master has permission. My love, what's the debate? This debate. He could. Uh, the master can say to him, "I'm only obligated to feed you what you bring in." Uh, this year, in the year of famine, food's expensive. It's uh, everybody's got to tighten their belt. And the other one holds, "No, you can't. You're obligated to feed him." So Lamar said, "Vitisbra." Is that logical? Hi, O Instead of saying either feed me or let me go free, he should say O either you feed me O or let me feed myself is what it should say. But O Why? What's the difference in a year of famine and a regular year? Couldn't a person say, "Let me keep my own wages to pay my expenses"? In the case is uh, the master said to the servant, uh, you know, you, you work a certain amount of hours to make your own food. But during the years of famine, it, it's not enough to provide for him. Uh, he says, either you have to feed me or let me go free. Now, what benefit will it be if I go free? Even if I'm free, I still won't be able to make enough money to pay my, my food bill. He says, at least if I'm free, people will take pity on me. I, I can qualify for food stamps if I'm free. He says that the same kind of person that would take pity on him, if he's a free person, you can get food stamps now, even as a servant. Uh, if somebody's going to take pity on you, if you need to be free in order to beg, you can also beg as a servant. It's, it's, not, it's not so... If somebody feels bad that someone else doesn't have food, uh, then they, they could give them. Tashma, the bottom line is, it's not clear from here, this obligation, uh, what we hold. So we're still going to try to prove this. Does the master have to feed uh, the servant beyond what he brings in? Tashma, Domarat. What happens if you decide to give to Hegdish whatever your servant brings in? Your Makdish, the whatever your servant brings in. So also Evid. So now the problem is normally a servant uh, will feed himself, and then the, the the extra he gives to the master. But over here, whatever the servant, uh, let's say, servant has a side gig, he has a garden or something. Since the master was makdish, whatever the servant made, so the servant can't feed himself because everything belongs to hegdish. 
So what's the servant to do in that case? So what he should do uh, is he should borrow money and use that money uh, to eat and, and uh, put, put money, in other words, borrow a debt to pay for the food expenses. And then when he works, as soon as he works, instead of the money going to Hegdish, the money will go to pay the debt. You see over here that the master can say to the um, servant uh, that I, if the master's obligated to feed the servant first, it wouldn't be hegdish. Hegdish would only be above what the servant makes from the food. By the fact that the master can be makdish the, uh, even the food of the servant, it sounds like over here that the master's not required to feed him. So the Morris said, really? No. How come I skin him in uh, the case is the, um, the master does feed him and, and the servant gives all the wages to the master. That's why it becomes, uh, he- all the wages become hegdish. So then the Gemara says, if that's the case, so then why, what does it mean that he borrows and he eats? That which he, 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 uh, he uses money, for ex- he, he makes extra money that he buys snacks with. Um, so hegdish. So couldn't hegdish say Why does hegdish have to give him the take away the snack money? How does how does hegdish how is he entitled to snack money? He should the servant should be okay without the extra. So the more answers hegdish gufa nikolay. Even hegdish will be happy that the servant has the snack money. avde. A happy servant means a better worker. The worker needs to make a little extra money to cover stuff that's not from the main food. That's the hegdish advantages too. I guess there's a certain amount that it needs needed to feed him every day, and uh, so anything that comes in above that would be the excess. You, so you're going to need an ac- yeah. You're going to need an accountant over here, especially when you're dealing with food. You know, like you know, how you brought in six bushels today. Okay, this bushel is uh, hegdish. This one's not hegdish. And this one goes. Uh, you have to figure out. You have to be a very exact. Uh, and what if your revenue is six five? Right. 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 What if some servants oh, eat wrong. some? Uh, <laughs> some servants eat more than others. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing here is that if the servant, uh, now that he's working for Hegdish, see, he used to work for the master, but the master gave him the Hegdish. So in theory, now his boss is Hegdish, and what he wants to do is use a little extra spending money to buy snacks, and there's a way for him to do that. And our question is, but isn't that cheating Hegdish? And we're saying, no, not necessarily. Um, because they have an advantage that he stays healthy if, he's, if he gets his, uh, his, his uh, servant. It's an interesting concept. Okay, back to the Gemara. Ose Perea, we said that basically what he works, he pays the money that he borrowed. So, but Kama Kama Kodishle, shouldn't every penny that he makes turn into Hegdish automatically? So how does that work, that he works and pays off the debt if he's hegdish, everything is going to go to hegdish. So Gemara said, "Pachas, pachas, misheva pruta." Basically, the it only turns into hegdish once he makes a sheva pruta. What he makes under a sheva pruta go uh, doesn't become hegdish immediately. 
So that money can then go to pay back the debt. Hachanam Mistabra, it's also a logical number. He's allowed to eat. Because if he doesn't work for himself, man, who's going to feed him? So, yeah, if the master feeds him automatically, but he doesn't make his wages, um, then if he's not being paid, then it works out. But if you say that he's not being fed, but he makes enough to cover it, the ilo of the man pochale. Um, if he doesn't work, who's going to feed him? Man ni boypa. Why would somebody need to feed him? El alav. You see from here, shmami na enu yochel that um, he's he he's um, he's not bringing in what he uh, um, uh, what what he covers. Shmami na that you're, the uh, the master is still obligated to feed him. So take us a few more minutes to work that out, but we're running out of time. So Toshma. I used to have somebody who would say, Sunday, we can go as late as we want, but uh, uh, Super Sunday. Toshma. Let's uh, come in here. Does the master have to feed him beyond the wages? If a person cuts off, uh, he, uh, he injures his neighbor's servant. So now, basically, you've harmed your neighbor. You've, in, you've taken away his worker. So no saint shift over for us You have to pay the loss of wages and the healing, the doctor's fees, to the owner. Now, who's going to feed that servant while he's getting better? He's allowed to be fed from the charity money. So why don't you say the master has to feed him? You see, the master is not obligated to feed him. So uh, is that a proof or not? So the master says, no, maybe the case is, but the, the master was, uh, did give him a food allowance, didn't say you have to make it uh, on your own. So the master says, then why is he taking for tzedakah? The answer is, if it's not enough. In other words, the food above the uh, food allowance. It doesn't. Nozun means the basic food addict. Here we're saying he can take the extra from Siddhartha. That doesn't sound like what we're saying. You see from here that a master could say to him, you're on your own for your food. So that's another proof. Um, again, the, can you tell your servant, I don't have to feed you. You can, you can I, I, I have to give you time to, to get food on your own, but I'm not obligated to feed you. Omar Mar, we learned before, no sin shift over that you've got to give the uh, wages and the healing to his master. So, shifto, the fact that you've got to give the wages, pshita, because he was working for your neighbor, and now he can't work for your neighbor, so you have to pay the lost wages to your neighbor because he was your neighbor's slave. So, but, uh, so why do we even have to say that? So, the more I answered, refuaso is it, you needed to tell you about the doctor bills. Refusa didehu, diboyitzube. So the Morris says, shouldn't you have to give the refuah to the slave? Why do you give the medical bill to the master? The Morris says, los rika. So amdulachamisha yom. What happens if the uh, Blue Cross says he's entitled to five days to get better? sama karifa. And they have a really strong medicine, v'itze betrosa yom. And he gets better in three days. So does, who is the servant entitled not to go back to work? In other words, the, uh, officially, he's allowed recovery time of five days, 
and he could go back to work in three days. To Mauda Tamis Sardi Dehu. He 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 took the, the very difficult medicine and got better quicker. Maybe he can benefit from those extra days. Kamash that no, uh, if he gets better early, he's got to go work for the master. Omer Lazar, Omer Lo Mayor. Rav Lazar said, so why did he, why does he call him mayor? He was a colleague of Rav Mayor, so he he called him mayor. Uh, in other words, if you're if you're he, he usually it's Rebbe Mayor, but Rebbe Al Lazar was it a. A, the, he was, they were his colleagues. He said, um, he, he had, in, in general, isn't it a benefit for every servant to go free? He said, no, not necessarily. If the servant is a Kohen, he can no longer eat Truma. Isn't the, uh, the master not obligated to feed him? Uh, and so, uh, basically, that's not a it's not a benefit of being a servant that you get fed. The master's not obligated. Let's say he was a servant who ran away, or it was the wife of a kohen who rebelled against him. They could still eat truma. So he's asking the eating of truma is a benefit. Whether or not they're working for him, they benefit from the truma. Uh, but a woman, it would be bad for her. She can't possum in a truma, mafsidim in a bizonos. So she's losing that. So this discussion is a little confusing. We seem to be missing words from it. My comerle, my kamaharule. What did he one say to him, and what did one say? But we're missing the discussion of Rameir and Reb uh, uh, Eliezer to each other. So again, they're having this basic argument. Is, is there a difference between what a husband is required to feed his wife and what a master is required to feed the servant? Is there a difference? Is it automatically a benefit? And can we see from the master who's a Kohen the fact uh, that does that, does that change the equation? So now the more explains the discussion. This is what he said to him. It's true that on the Mizonos, the servant does not have a benefit because really the master doesn't have to feed him. He could tell the servant, feed yourself. But But what are you going to say about truma? Maybe you could say if the husband wants, he could uh, throw the wife a divorce. Upasole. And uh, the, the husband could take away his kahuna privilege um, from the wife or from the servant. So the more says, Shabbat v'orek v'azal alma. But couldn't, couldn't they run away uh, and uh, make sure that they don't get that uh, paper so they could still eat truma? We'll have to take this uh, discussion tomorrow. Um, it's an interesting question that that by being married to a Kohen or the property of a Kohen, you get truma privileges. So is that, uh, in that case, would it be a benefit to the servant or the wife to get divorced or to get freed when they're going to lose those privileges? Uh, does, the, does the master have the right to take away those privileges from the servant or the wife? That's why they qualify on it because of the, the star. Like they run away so they don't get the, the, the document that says they're yeah. not going to... Right, that they're going to be free. So yeah. then he, he kind of has his cake and eat it too. He gets his freedom, he ran away, but he didn't get puzzled from Kahuna. He's, a guy, he's acting like a Kohen. Yeah.